everybody. Welcome in. It's another edition of The Wrap. Tom Azaway, Clarence Black, Jess Monticello in the house today. Welcome to the Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. It's another day and uh, more baseball stories are in. Supposedly now, fellas, we're going to get baseball. 60 games. Uh, how excited are you, Jess? Yeah. How about you, Clarence? You know what that is? That's, that's American Sign Language. That's for boring. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I know. Anyway. You know that? I just, I don't remember the last time I actually read a story about baseball. Like when they put out these stories, oh, it's coming back, it's doing it. I don't even read them anymore. That's how I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Now, how are they going to make the season when the players don't want to do X, Y, and Z, and the owners don't want to do A, B, C? Yet the owners are going to make them play a season. Who, so you guys gonna, are all. Who's going to make you play if you don't want to play? But you got kids. I know you got kids. Jess, yeah. you got kids. Oh sure. Okay, That's so fine. you so you both know this. Like the funniest thing on the planet is when you do anything outdoors with kids, and then and there may be slip and slide or a pool or whatever. But the funniest thing ever is is and this is reaction is does not ever change when you bring out a big bucket of water balloons, and how kids like respond oh, God, to it yeah. and how they anybody. Act. This reminds me of that. This is just literally like two, like a group of of like a, the owners and the players might as well literally be standing in center field throwing water balloons all the while trying to negotiate this because it's like no, no, I disagree. And I'm throwing a like you're throwing a water balloon in my face, but you're telling me that you understand my situation. Like this is hilarious. Like this is the. This is pretty damn funny for, like, we're talking about millionaires and billionaires. And, billionaires. <laughs> yeah. and, it's, this, and then what they decide on couldn't even be, now you're just like, it's like you're already like a water balloon fight. And now we just bring in monkeys and chimps to just, this is bananas. It's terrible. But I still don't understand how they could force a season. How do you force a well, season? It's not, but it's not. And that, so I, we were talking off the air, and and so a little bit ago, I was watching first take, and Tim Kirchin is just like, and of and of, and of all the quotes that Tim Kirchin could make, he made the Sparky quote, which is Sparky always said, "Hey, uh, the best, the cool thing about a hundred he said, I can't speak for other sports, but for us in one hundred and sixty-two games, you got no excuses. Right? You are what a hundred. You had a you have a hundred and sixty-two dates. Yeah. To say." What you are. There's no happenstance. There's, there's no, no fake winners. There's no fake winners. Uh-uh. Would you enjoy any sport, any professional sport? To me, there's something wrong with it, even tennis, without fans. I agree. There's just, no. I, it no. loses all kinds it of things. It loses 90% of its You fun, can go to a little truth. league game. Yeah. And everybody there is rooting for somebody because their yeah. kid or their grandkid or their nephew or whatever is on the field. Speaking of which, just dirty plug, like my little boy Friday night, 320. I heard. Yeah, like, I saw that. He hit a 320-foot shot? I, I didn't think it was – but we were late, We were the parents. We were talking later. We were at one of the parents' house for a little get-together. It was a pool party. And um, and I didn't know. I'm like, man, he cleared – I'm like, what were the – I'm like, were those Little League? And they're like, no, those are <laughs> – I'm like, so what was it? And he was like three ten, and he cleared it by ten. So I'm like, one guy, one parent, he said, he said when it was all said and done, he said he thought three thirty, and one guy said eh, probably three twenty. How old is your like, son? Fourteen. Wow. 
But I mean, you know, aluminum bats. He got a. So I mean, what? it was a. That's still a. Poke. It was an inside meatball that he just kind of. I mean, and he turned his hips early on it. And how fun was that for him? Oh, it's the best, dude. Watching your kid hit a home run is the best feeling. On Holy the crow! Like I lost my shit at yeah. that point. You could have like my, I, bro. I, you could I could have died right there and I'd have been That's okay all. with it. But um, I think the thing about this, to your point, if you have sixty games and anything can happen, the Tigers you, could win. But 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 to Jess's <laughs> to Jess's point, you have now a rabid fan base of every single your Comerica Park Friday nights, dude. If the Tigers are in some crazy position of like thirty and seventeen, with thirteen to go, it, it's gonna feel more like basketball or like you know like the NCAA tournament or it, it it every game takes on an importance. But the fans then give it that importance. Without fans, nah, this is just. It's boring. This it's is like why watching play. A, it's but like watching play? a game in one of the ballparks where fans Every, don't show but up. But everything you need to make this work is the intensity. So you think about what intensity does, right? Attendance, um, bars, restaurants. It's not just the fact that the Elwood is packed with people sure. who can't get to the game or there because they're, the Tigers are thirty and seventeen, and you, you. I mean, people won't care about it as much. Like ah, we don't have 162. They we will all rally around what it is, but without fans, it just feels like bah. Here's what they want to do: 60 games. Spring training starts July 1st. Opening day maybe July 24th. Ten team playoffs. Full pro rata salary, which means players will make 37 percent of their season salary. Runners starting on second base and in extra innings for regular season. The runner will be the player who made the last out the previous inning. I tell you the truth, I really don't mind that. The universal DH, which I love, I want that, and health precautions. Celebrating with teammates, not allowed. Players and team personnel not participating in a game will sit in the stands with social distancing. No spitting, tobacco, sunflower seed, playing area, or dugout. Players and officials will have to practice as much distance as possible, a ball will be disposed from the playing field once it has touched multiple players. Post-game showers are discouraged, as well as ride shares. Players will be screened multiple times a day. Temperature, COVID, blah, blah, blah. Two negative tests will be required for a player to return. That is your new baseball season. Well, and there's more to it than that. In fact, it's not a 10-game playoffs. It's uh, sixteen teams. They moved it to sixteen. I can't. Like I said, I so can't. So sixteen out of thirty. Anymore. I mean, so know, half. The, the more tig- than half. The Tigers wouldn't have made it last year, no. but they might. They might have a chance. But if you have a if you have a pulse, you're going to make it. But without, again, to Jess's point, which is critical, is this the thing that gives this substance is the fans. The fans yeah. create. I was. I so I was at a. I was at Fort Meade. Uh, in, in Maryland during oh, no, last Maryland. you know last fall during yeah. the whole like so I I, I got a, a literally a front row seat to the the craziness in in Baltimore and in the, in the DMV the, the the whatever you know you got DMV um, DC Maryland Virginia the fans grabbed that thing and it went crazy and it started with the freaking game five against the Dodgers. Like people literally in my class, man, we like we like yo. Anybody know we we got to be up at zero five in the morning, and everybody's just like we we can't go to bed, like we can't go to bed. So it it's it's just this thing, man. Fans give base so much of baseball is it's it's the it's 
the commune, the community yeah. of it. Can you imagine how bad the Lions would be without fans? Oh, God. I mean, just think about without it. Without collective hope? Yeah, I mean. And collective depression? Here, yeah, mostly that. <laughs> bo- both, both of those teams are bad teams, right? The Lions yeah. and the Tigers. But the fans come out. The fans are are there. and if I'm a player and nobody's in the stands, there's just it's like it's like it's, playing at Tropicana Field. It's <laughs> you want to watch a game at Tropicana Field? It's there's like, no one there. It's like practice. Yeah, right. It's like practice. So and, the Rays might. I think the Rays will win the World Series in this kind of situation. They're used to not having fans. So what? Are, all right. So here's the so because I heard this argument too. So here's the other argument is the game doesn't change. What you have to do on the mound, in the field, at the plate, as a manager, nothing changes. So what do fans – so, for example, NASCAR. Great to have them, but the, the crowd doesn't make you drive faster. crowd no, doesn't make you, you – doesn't, really it, it doesn't change the speed at which you are able to right. be effective in the pit. Same thing in golf. Like, Well, golf, no. They like to have the fans, I think. But I can see the case being made in – basketball, and in football in terms of fan impact, loud, the noise, hockey. The whatever, hockey. But I think for baseball, I've heard people make the argument that the game should still be, like, you should still have that inner intensity regardless of the people there, that, that maybe the crowd noise, the ambiance, yeah, but not the not the actual the play. The play should yeah, not change. I, I, I think that the basic mechanics of baseball – and the strategy, but there is just something about any sport where you have fans cheering for you or booing at you or yelling at you that that either gets you up or gets you down. There's a reason. There's a home field advantage in football, right? right? Yeah. I mean, or even in hockey, the fans go nuts. The fans cheer you on. There's something almost spiritual about it. Okay. I think... You know, I of course when I play, I play with guys. It's it's a game. We want to play, play well. We want to win, but we're not playing at that level, right? But you want, but you have it's, people it's, watching you that love you. Oh, if we've got guys, if we have people out there watching yeah. us and they're cheering it's for exciting. us, <laughs> we, even that small group, we're we're smiling. Yeah, you know, we might have, you know, we'll have a game. We'll have twenty people watching us. Right. So, Jess, what about the argument? Because, again, the other argument I heard, so aside from the fact that it's, uh, you know, you don't need the fans to do your job, basically. The other one was that, hey, the best form of baseball, why do we all love Sandlot? Well, it's just because they're playing for the joy of the game, but they're playing, they're having fun, they're talking. And maybe that when, you know, when these guys look around and they realize, like, it's just us, you know, maybe there's some banter. Maybe you'll get a guy on the mound talking to a batter or a batter talking, like, that it'll but that maybe these guys will actually find something from their youth of of just playing with their friends. Do you think there's something there, or you think they're just too far? Well, that removed might from that it? might be interesting. I saw uh, at one point they were talking about miking up some of the players. Now I'm reading that's not going to happen. I think that would have been interesting. That yeah, would have been cool. I do, uh, me too. You know, I've been or at, at least the coaches, first and third base coach, yeah. maybe the manager in, in the box, maybe the bench coach. 
Now the Astros are going to have to find a whole new way to play. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to go back to old well, what? school. But my favorite Pro Bowl though was the one I forget what it was, but I think they mic'd up Ray Lewis. He said Ray was like, he was like, man, if y'all if y'all throw him, if y'all if you throw it to him in the flat one more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit his A. And he was just joking, but it was just so cool to was hear that him. XFL. No, no, no. It was uh, one of the Pro Bowls okay, the where Pro they Bowl. they had people okay. mic'd up, and Ray Lewis was one of the. But it was just okay. so funny to hear him. Talk the game, just but they were going at like you know half speed sure, and course. just kind of, of course, no yeah. defense. But I, that I sure wouldn't want to get hit by Ray Lewis. Oh, God, no. oh my goodness! Even at half speed. But yeah. is there? I mean, is there <laughs> something there that they maybe let them you know, bat, just like play like kids? I mean, is it even possible for them to still to be kids to, you know, flip the bat and talk crap to each other and just that would be nice. I mean, is that it would still be fun to watch? But like I said, man. It's weird to watch a sport. Man, I love watching kids play baseball. I know. Oh yeah, and and see them make great plays. Yeah. When you know it's it's something they haven't done before. I, I, the kid just made a play. That's that's going to stick with him all yeah. season. Where these guys are so good. I mean, it's just they've 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 fielded literally tens of thousands of ground balls. Yeah. Tens of thousands of fly balls. Um. I, uh, there's something I wanted to. It doesn't matter. Oh, they were going to have ads on the uniforms this year. Yeah, I think that's been ruled out for now. Um, the Phillies just have two more players and two more staff members that just tested positive for COVID. So yeah. here's here's the uh, here's you know the elephant in the room. And we had Lynn Henning a couple of weeks. I keep bringing his name up, but he hit it on the head. We could talk about how they're going to play, who's not going to agree to rules, this that. But the main rule, the main thing, is COVID is still out there, and people oh, are just... people are. It's going up as yeah. far as not well, deaths are going crazy. down, but infections yeah. are going up. Well, it's it's interesting when this whole thing started. It was, you know, a month ago, we were talking about you know they were lauding like, oh yeah, we'll go to Florida, we'll go to Arizona, yeah. we'll go to places where it's those not are the hotbeds now. And now when you look at the map. All of the places where the shut, we you know they they were a little more stringent, you know. And again, I we are not a political show. I'm not being political, but it is very interesting that your Midwest that was hit relatively hard, your you know where the governors kind of that Midwest group of governors that said, hey, we got to lock this down. We're, we're we're starting to take some hits along with with Cuomo in New York. Places are now. You look at the map, and they did green in terms of cases coming down, and red in terms of cases going up. All these places that thought they were very safe, these now these red states, not just red politically, but I mean, all of a sudden, the NBA, if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a basketball player, I'm like, hey, anybody watching what's going on right now and where we're supposed to go yeah. play? It's, running it's into the red. Hotbed. Yeah, they're running into the hotbed. Like it's 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 fire red, Texas red, like places where the people Carolinas say, hey, are going crazy. The Texas governor is basically doing everything he can now to not go. Yeah, we need to throttle this down. Like that's what Jimmy. You. That's what Jimmy King is. You know, Jimmy left yeah. here to go to Texas because right because like, he thought yeah. this state is open, man. I'm gonna go live. Well, and just the University of Houston, literally, they weren't there. They didn't. They the the we talked about it uh, what three weeks ago. Athletes weren't on campus. Five minutes, seven cases across Houston. the entire athletic University of yeah, Houston. Houston. This was now the now the city of Houston is seeing this this, but n- there is no handle. On, everybody keeps talking about well, we're gonna have a handle. You, you can't tell me your sport has got a handle on something. They don't. The rest of the country 
ain't figured. That's the, no dumbest, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There's yes. no the, handle. The good news about the virus, if there is good news, is that it, there appears to be some treatments that are coming along, one of which is an inhaled treatment uh, that I think, you know, I mean, obviously this thing really attacks the lungs. Sure it does. And if you can have an inhaler much like an albuterol inhaler that asthmatics might take that has medication that will at least mitigate the the effects, that's good news. I know. And it does sound like uh, maybe there's a vaccination that will be in a, th- a third phase of the trial by September. Uh, I heard and, towards and, the end of the year. And you know what? It's not, it's not going to stop. D.L. Hughley is a comedian. D.L. Hughley passed out on stage, thought, you know, they, they took him to the hospital, um, diagnosed with uh, severe dehydration and exhaustion. Comedians, man, you know, they're, they're just boom, boom, three sets a night, yeah. just tearing it up. And he just figured like, hey, I didn't, I didn't watch my my intake, my water, all that. They 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 test him, just just to see. Did he have COVID? Yes. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't. He literally ran it down like, folks, I did not have this. I didn't have this. He right. didn't have not one symptom. How many people but do you think have had away. it that didn't know they had it? A lot. Yeah. And and got over it. Yes. My wife swears that that cough, I had that, I had that cough. Yeah, I remember. You the were cough, coughing all over me. Oh, all over you. But I mean, it's because I love you. <laughs> so that, from mid, so from what, mid, a month. It yeah. Damn, there was a month. And yeah. like, this is like, really? So if there are, let's say another, you could add another 10 to 20% to the people who've had it. What does that do to the death rate? It greatly reduces it, doesn't it? Yeah. Michigan's so, infection I, rate went up, but the death rate is only a ten yeah, percent yeah. of that of those cases. I, I don't think we ever had a very good handle on knowing who has had it, and and reality of who has passed away. Yeah, we haven't it. gotten the truth. No. There's no question. However, well, no, because there were people that were saying that um, a friend of mine who's a physician said he's like if if it took if it took off in the late winter of 2020. He was like, then I can tell you without doubt, it was here for probably since 2017, 2016, in some form or fashion because it's dormant. If you read and this, you never know what. If you read this Lysol can that I just threw on the floor, yeah. it protects you against COVID strain. Yeah, but which strain? Exactly. The, the, but, the but, whole, all 19 no, strains? No, I mean, that's I'm just, the, but I'm just saying, it's been around. Yeah, that, that's what no, I, I mean. It's It's been around. Um, we are, so... We are not taking any, and I don't. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but uh, youth baseball. The only thing that I can tangibly see that we are doing that I noticed just, which was funny as hell, is in our league, North Oakland, our our federation. The umpires are calling balls and strikes behind from the, behind the, the behind pitcher, the um, and then also I think they're doing something with the balls. I don't know if there's like a mandatory like we switch the balls out here or there. Um, but what's funny is they're still letting parents go get they're letting people go get the foul balls and bring them back, which I thought like yeah. that's the dumbest piece yeah. of this. Like before, you should get the ball, sanitize it, wipe it down, and then give it back to the kid. I watched a thirteen U group uh, playing a game the other night, and you know the umpire, you know, it's an umpire down the first baseline and umpire behind the mound. And I noticed when he was giving instructions before the game, he's talking to the coaches, and he says, tell your first and third base coach 
that they, they're going to have to call the foul balls because nobody can see the line, right? So your guy's batting, and you've got to call it fair or foul, right? For your yeah. guy. Yeah. That one's fair. Right. Yeah. And the parents, of course, are going to be all <laughs> over good. that. I mean, but we were, so we were behind home plate Friday. And, and again, man, I don't, I don't fault these guys. You know, that's a tough job. But they've got them in a way where I'm looking at it, Jess, and it's just like there's some that are so far outside and inside because you can't see the plate anymore. After a few batters, because you're not you're not there to wipe no. it down, and they were saying, "Well, maybe we'll have the catcher wipe it down." And I'm like, "Dude, you, they're kids. They're kids. They're, like, they don't you, give a damn. Give one more thing for him to do is reach behind them, wipe down the plate. I mean, yeah. they're doing the best that they can. But it was interesting that somebody said, which I've always brought up, which was, "Why do we need the umps with the technology we have nowadays? We know that the strike zone is a mathematically set area." Maybe it adjusts, you know, if you're 6'7 or 5'7, obviously it's going to change a little bit. But, I mean, for the most part, like, you can set it. You can have a machine that basically is a square. It's behind the catcher. You know, I mean, obviously you maybe put it behind the glass so that you can protect it. But if it's a strike, the light goes up. If it's a ball, a light goes up. You can see down the lines. You have another machine down. All of a sudden now you have removed the human error and maybe that helps the game. Yeah. I have argued that the human error in baseball is silly only because the, the game is math. The game is all math. But each there, umpire has their own strike zone, no, which is no, horse it, crap, it, by No, the way. It, but that's that's the, the, the strike zone is a mathematically defined area based on the batter's position and size and everything else. The line, same thing. There are so many things in baseball that we can control, but I keep hearing people say, and again, it's a separate this, this separate thing, but that's one of the things I wanted to see them. Like, okay, you got 60 games, like try it. They're already doing it, and I guess in one of these other not, uh, non-MLB affiliated right. uh, leagues. I think it was an independent league out on the East Coast. And it's, it's amazing, and the game is faster. And, oh, by the way, you don't have pissed off coaches as much because the coaches know, oh, okay, cool, like you – it, just period. It's a ball. It's a strike. Like you're not arguing it. Well, here's here here two things. Number one is I want to see Joe West and C. B. Buckner and Angel Hernandez just be bad. That's part of the game. <laughs> it is right. Yeah. Are you serious? On on the other hand, if your son or 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 these thirteen U kids I saw the other night, right, or. 12 you or even I, I umpired a couple games last week for uh, some uh, 16 to 18 you it was a scrimmage and, and uh, if you call a real strike zone on these guys nobody would ever do anything but walk right you know the for a guy to throw three out of seven three out of six pitches yeah. as strikes it's hard. in a real strike zone yeah 17 and a half inches by who knows what is it another sure. yeah. another twenty inches? That's a tough target for some of these guys. I agree, and and it gets even tougher because they're playing on mounds that are crap. These yeah. a lot of these fields haven't been taken care of. There are no mounds for some of them. You know, I I did something the other night. I I went in uh, the locker at the high school and I got out a bunch of clay bricks and I dug out the mound and I tried to fix it, yeah. and it's better. It's much better. It's firm now. But after a couple games, it's going to be bad again, and nobody's going to take care of it. Right. So now you got a guy trying to throw in that little strike zone, 
And he can't even stop. You know, even with spikes, he's in a hole. He's all over the place. Yeah. So generally – Guys who are umpiring at that at those levels are going to give you, you know, a fist or so outside and inside, right. maybe a ball up keep here the at game the chest, moving. a little below the knees, because you, 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 somebody's got to swing the bat once in a while. Yeah, but we're talking about the high school, college level where so. I, well, the, guys in college are playing on good mounds, yeah, unless they're you know there's some D three school and. But you remember, so Michigan, uh, Michigan's playing Vanderbilt, national title, mm-hmm. and I think it was because uh, they played with best of uh, three, best three. of three. So game, I think it was game three. Um, I forget who was at the mound, but the situation was essentially like if he gets a strike, he gets the strikeout, inning is over. And I think the game was tied, or Michigan had the lead, but throws it, it's a strike. Like we all know, it's a strike. It's a like right at the knees. He doesn't get the call, and. As soon as it happened, and 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 again, I don't. It was a replay, so I don't. But when I saw it, I just the kid just like he just did that. Like you gotta be just come. And then the next, then that next home run. No, it was a walk and then a hit. And Vanderbilt, I think Vanderbilt scored three that inning. Yeah, they want to beat went the out, hell out went out like yeah. went and beat. But it was just that's that that's my issue. That's a brand new ball game. If you don't make that, that's human error. That's life. I mean, there's a special on Armando Galarraga. He should we give him the great, perfect the game? Should we give him the perfect game? You know, I think it's too game. it's it too was late. A perfect game. But it's too late now. All right, it, w- it was a perfect well, game. Why can't we eliminate the human error after the fact? What do you want to knock off? You you, you want to uh, eliminate all the umpires? Well, and, that human error. No, but that human error that was a huge human error. That yeah. one has been taken care of with replay. With replay, replay. would have fixed that, but they didn't have replay. They didn't have oh. it. Oh, we'll see what's coming up next. Uh, the Lions. We'll talk about them on our next show, believe it or not. They've got uh, something brewing at the top of their uh, executive tree, and uh, we'll tell you about that. I want to touch on Bubba Wallace, uh, NASCAR. I'll tell you about that. And Dr. King in the news uh, for Detroiters. I want to tell you about that as well on the next wrap. Coming up here on uh, NRM Streamcast, Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, and thanks, Jess Monticello. We'll do it again. Thanks to uh, the guys behind the glass, David and Angel. Thanks to Stevie Mack. Keep it right here on NRM Streamcast. We'll be back after this.